0: Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. This is Carl Stoveland, your host, and I'm the photographer that started the I Am Lake Worth project, which is a project where I photograph people around the city of Lake Worth, people who live, work and play here, ask them what makes Lake Worth special. And we turn that into a portrait that hangs in a collective show. We've now done two of them and I've photographed over 70 of our Lake Worth neighbors. It's been a great project. And the podcast grew out of the photographic show as people wanted to know more about the people that were in the pictures. So today's guest is Richard Gercio. Richard is a friend of mine. He's also a candidate for the Commission of City of Lake Worth. Whenever I have a candidate or a sitting commissioner on, I simply ask them to, answer the questions as themselves and not as a candidate because the project itself is apolitical and I'm trying to stay out of the political milieu. Boy, big word. Anyway, Richard, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Carl. I'm glad to be here. And the way we started out is I will ask you what makes Lake Worth special and I'll have you go from there. So what makes Lake Worth
1: special? I, first and foremost, her promise. I think what we have here and what we're able to build upon is just a great spot. We're in a world-class location here on the Intracoastal across from Palm Beach, and uh, we, had, we have the opportunity to take advantage of that live, just by living here. It's just a wonderful paradise. And as I said uh, on my photograph, and we'll have a, a parade at the drop of a hat. You know, I do which, love that about Lake I Worth. do,
0: absolutely. I think it's just a wonderful thing that we do. It's, it's one of those things that, being from New York, it took me a little while to get used to being <laughs> that interactively social, but once you let your guard down and just start doing it, right. it becomes just the it's, best thing. It's natural. And these parades are big too. It's yeah. Like like they a little, you know,
1: and people come to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember my first the holiday parade, which was, I think the Grinch-themed one. And uh, I could not believe the number of, I was riding it with the bicyclists in the front of the parade, right. and I could not believe the number of people that were were there. Yeah. It, what astounds me about the Christmas parade is the, the size of the ROTC from the high school right?
1: and all the different disciplines. It's really, it's astounding how many students are involved in that. You know, sometimes you see these
0: parades where you have more people marching than actually watching them. Yeah, it's like, that's the Christmas parade, pretty much. And, uh, but we do certainly have this, the sidewalks all lined with people and mm-hmm. cheering on, and usually it's two laps around Lake and Lucerne, which is a, a lot of fun. Yeah, so I think you're absolutely right. The, the location is, can't be beat. No. Affordability of a home, especially when your point of view is ours coming from the northeast where it's so expensive to here. We moved here and I never thought we'd be able to buy something so close to the ocean, which is really kind of amazing. And then the other thing I think, the sense of community, really, whether it's the little free libraries or, you know, cleaning something up, just you put word out on Facebook you're doing something. and people show up. Yeah, it is a downtown community
1: too. People c- congregate downtown and, and get together and, and it really works. Having our downtown, it's it's a rare thing in Florida. You know, there's one in Delray, it's a lot bigger and, and uh, a little more active, but it's a nice cozy downtown. Usually it's just sprawl, you know, from one
0: town to another and you don't have this. And I think that's one of the unique things about Lakewood. It's one of the first things I noticed about it and The two one-way streets are a very unique sort of Broadway sort of downtown. I like that a lot. Um, It was certainly one of the things that drew me to it when I first saw it. You get that ingress and egress coming to and from the ocean, you know? and You just take your time with it and and travel nice and easy down the road. Once once you learn which ones are, you know, the one-way situation. (laughs) My first week, I turned the wrong way onto Lake. I was like, oops. Yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) No.
1: How many times did you make the right-hand turn off a federal highway as you're heading south onto 2nd
0: Avenue since they fixed it. Oh, I don't even know. I don't think I have, yeah. just because I didn't normally go on 2nd from, you can from stand, Federal. Yeah, you, can, you could probably stand on the corner and take pictures of people doing that all
1: day. Yeah, and that was a recent change. It was a recent change, that's why I'm saying it. That was uh, the redo of 2nd Avenue with the CDBG money. Mm-hmm. And that was a good project. They, uh, uh, they took input from all the citizens that were on that street. And there were different designs. Do you want trees? Do you want wider sidewalks? And the number one answer that came back was, don't take away our parks." Mm-hmm. So they accommodated
0: that and they built the, the road around it. Very nicely done. Yeah, I have, I have noticed actually a couple of times when I was coming out of um, the coffee shop or uh, the bookseller and gone down J and then made the turn down, you're right, That is, it's been really well done. Yeah. Now, how long have you been here in Lake Worth? Well, I moved here 24 years ago, 95. Okay,
1: here. I lived over the bridge. Mm -hmm. So Lake Worth was my downtown. Um, My office was in Boca, but I lived up here, and it was just, I just fell right in love with it. It was way different then. Mm -hmm. Um, There were, I guess, just as many bars, maybe a a few less, but it was mainly antique shops and consignment shops and what have you, all up and down the road, and it was really nice. Um, I bought a bunch of art from a gallery that was called Studio E for my apartment, and they asked me if I would help them run the gallery. They would close down in the summer and then travel the country Mm -hmm. and go get art, right? So I said, sure. So I took some time off from work. I had a computer on my desk so I could do all my work. And um, I ran that gallery while they were gone. And then I started doing it nights and weekends. I loved it so much. Oh, cool. I was actually keeping shop on Lake Avenue when they redid Lake Avenue. They did Dixie Highway, Lake, and Lucerne with all the pavers and the the crosswalks Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, Michelle's family owned what you now know as South Shore, and it's South Shore with no S, is actually okay. the name of it. Um, it used to be called Club 502, and her her sister's husband and his brother owned the business, and his brother Gene had uh, owned all that property there, and that's where I met Michelle. Rich used to keep the kitchen of my brother-in-law used to keep the kitchen open until 1 o'clock in the morning. So I could, it was a great place to come over the bridge and just grab a snack, and that's oh, where, sure. and that's where I met Michelle in 96. Cool. Yeah. So just
0: shortly after you got in here, really? Yeah, about a year, a little over a year. And, a year and some and change. You're married now, and we are. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're,
1: we're like inseparable. And, and that's that's part of it too. I mean, you know, you rarely see us not together. That's true. You know, if I but, see you downtown, I definitely see yes, Michelle. Usually she's with us unless I'm traveling like this time of day and I'm I'm walking through. Right. You know, it's been a great ride.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: We moved here permanently about 10 years ago. We lived in Hyperluxo for a time, you know, and mm-hmm. that's where she was living when I met her. So we, we lived down there for a little while and it's just love living here. We finally decided we're here all the time. Right. You know, let's just move here.
0: Yeah, I mean whether it's whether you're a local that just decides to that they're spending all their time here and just to bite the bullet and move here or you're moving to the area like we did and just fell in love with it. Yeah. It's Lake Worth has that pull on people. It really does. It does. You know how many
1: people I met that just moved here recently and, you know, they traveled all around. They looked at all different places and boom, they wind up living here. And a lot of it has to do with the downtown and the funkiness of the town and things that go on with that. And when you drive through the neighborhoods, you know, the cottages and just the, the
0: looks of things. The, sure. The, the 1920s and 30s Spanish houses and it really attracts people to come. Even the, the newer neighborhoods, because like this neighborhood in Eden Place is built in the 60s, -hmm. late 50s, early 60s, depending on which houses, it's still old Florida. You know, it's single story for the most part. It's just the layout, the small lots, the tight neighborhood feel. Um, It was different for me than I expected, but I've grown to really, really like it.
1: You know, as you have been talking about, the the proximity to the water and the ocean, we are now, let's see, eight blocks, let's say, where we're sitting right now from the intracoastal. Right. right. We're in my dining room. <laughs> right, right. But I mean we're eight blocks from the Intracoastal and and you know then across of course the bridge the, uh, the the oceans on the other side of that. And it's just it's a wonderful place to be. We're in a world-class location. You know, yeah. we're across from Palm Beach. We have wonderful resorts over there and it's an attractive thing for them to come into a downtown like this, mm-hmm. you know. And we should be able to attract more of them to come here. The golf course is one of those things that uh, it's a hospitality opportunity for us, you know. Um, Michelle and I lived on it for about five years and every year the water would get closer to the house after it rained, <laughs> you because know, it just keeps sinking lower and lower.
0: Yeah, I used to play a lot of golf and I thought I would pick it up when I came back down here or came down here and the clubs have stayed in the closet.
1: Do you so. know when I got here, I played less golf than I did in New Jersey?
0: I can believe for that. The, the,
1: it's the reverse of the short season. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. You can play anytime you like and uh, it just doesn't happen. It's like going to the beach. You know, in Jersey, you drive down to the shore and you spend the
0: weekend there and here it's, you know, it's you can take it for right. granted a little bit. And you have to spend the weekend because if you're going to spend that kind of gas money and that kind of time to get down and back, we had yeah. friends that um, had a house on Long Beach Island in Love Ladies. Oh, yeah. Boy, if we were going to go, it was, okay, how early can we sneak out on Friday? Do we have to go to work on Friday? <laughs> you know, try and beat that traffic. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was working in Paramus at the time, so it was literally just... Get right on, down the turn Get down and go. Oh, the parkway, actually. The, the parkway, right there. yeah. There first the parkway. first half of it was the parkway. Yeah. Um, and now it's the beach is two miles if you're taking your bike, you yeah. know, which is just crazy. Yeah. I'm seven blocks from the bridge, man. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like and Michelle walks over it all the time. She takes her morning walks and she go, she'll go over, over the bridge to the beach. You know, we have that fabulous beach up there. It's seventy feet shy
0: of a quarter mile wide. I mean that's how big it is and you know again coming from where we came from yeah. where you fought for every inch of beach access you could get your hands absolutely. on absolutely you know to be able to sprawl out here is really decadent and
1: you know depending on what community you were in down the jersey sure you had to have a little badge yep you know that you had to hook onto your bathing suit you had to buy that badge to use that beach
0: yeah that's very true and here it's just paying for the parking that's all it is that's all it is. The sticker is very reasonable, yeah. especially if you go pretty it's 40, often.
1: It's 40 bucks plus tax, and we get we get our money's worth out of that. You know? Yeah, Forty, I feel like we do too. Absolutely do. We're there at least once a week on average, mm-hmm. you know, if not more. Yeah, I mean, just the trips to Benny's alone pays that's, for the park. That's, that's,
0: <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm talking about, that the trips the, to The Benes. pizza place. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, yeah. So this side of the bridge, what are some places that you like to hang out, spend your time? Well. Always was a fan of Dave's, hung out at Dave's
1: for years before we moved here. You know, when Dave first opened the place, we, mm-hmm. were, we were around. And um, that's what I was talking about. We moved here permanently. We knew all the bartenders and all the wait staff, mm-hmm. So we were always here. Loved, loved going there. Brogues is great. Uh, Caleros is um, where I sit at the corner of the bar. <laughs> um, as you walk in the door, you can find me there. Um, that's been for a while. Really enjoy it. As far as food goes, uh, I like Oka. We were there when they opened. We were at the pre-opening. Mm-hmm just fantastic. The sushi's great and um, the, I'm, I'm a fan of pho. I just love pho and, and they do a great job of it there. Uh, Victoria's, when they open, they make a parachlea is what it's called and it's a fish stew and it's in a red reddish kind of sauce, tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. It's out of this world. It's one of my favorite things to have.
0: Cool. That's one of the places we haven't been yet that I
1: need to get to. Yeah, and eat that dish. I mean, have that dish. Um, Greg Rice likes the tamales. I didn't like those two so much, but the uh, the paella is just it's just fantastic. Paradiso and and Rustico. I mean, we have side three by th-
0: side and fantastic Coco. and completely different. Right, mm-hmm.
1: Angelo's Angelo Paradiso does one thing, and Nino at Rustico does another thing, and still different over at, at Coco Pazzo. Right, you know where they do something completely different with the pizza with the pizza kitchen right in the dining room as well.
0: That's, uh, we have our share of good food here, great food, actually, that Yeah, we have here. We, we really do, and okay. I mean, you think, you'd mentioned Dave's, and I mean, just for going out, a burger and a sandwich, I'm it's you. top shelf, yep. I, it, and it's, you can usually get a seat even, or out on the sidewalk, it's, yep. you know. Yeah, I, you know, for a long
1: time, the best burger in town, I always said it, they always cooked it properly, it was always done in the right way, They'll do it any way you like it, the beer's ice cold. Yep, you know, And it's just a nice, easy, relaxed place to be. Have you ever done the 12 Days of Christmas at Dave's? No. This is a, an event that you must attend next year. Okay. The bar is full of people. And it's, it's Dave's wife, Sue, actually does this. You break into 12 groups. And you each have your card, right, with, with the day and what mm-hmm. you have to sing. And it's a contest. Who can do it the loudest?
0: Is this after the parade? I It's think after the parade. That.
1: Okay. It's after the parade. And that's everybody just goes there. Five golden rings, one again this year because they're just so damn loud in the corner.
0: Let me guess, they're from South Palm Park. No, no, no. They're usually the loudest. (laughs) No, no,
1: that's that's just, no. Uh, We were doing um, um, two turtle Doves. was us. Ah, okay. Uh, um, We came close last year. We we thought we were going to win. But every time someone messes up, they start over. (laughs) So Sue and Dave were were up north and they weren't there for the the party this year. And we had about 14 restarts. Because people weren't paying attention, they start drinking yeah. and just But it's it's a great great time to do it. It's it's a lot of fun, yeah.
0: And that that's the other key word about Lake Worth, isn't it? It's fun. It's fun. It's whether we're it's working fun. on something that is community based or a parade or any of the things we do. It turns into fun, now which it's, is really kind of amazing too. It absolutely does. Look at the crowd of people, the group of people,
1: that. Um, help out with these events, you know, whether it's a John Faust or a Mary Lindsay, people like that that are involved in getting these things going, you know, and and, right. and keeping them up and running. Uh, CWS this year, we did the Kentucky Derby party there last year. Uh, we typically had had that at the beach clubs, but we did it at CWS in their patio. And then we had the, uh, the holiday kickoff, the Thanksgiving kickoff there uh, as well. You know, so it's a, that's another great venue for the out, with the outside space that they have. And it's nice to have a valid
0: whiskey bar. In town. You yeah. and I like whiskey the way we do. Yeah, it's, it's certainly um, a great, great whiskey menu there. Um, they make a red snapper that they lightly fry. It's in a round fry basket, so it comes out curled and they scored it, so you just pick the fish right oh, off yeah. of the. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I love CWS. Yeah,
1: they had, they had some great things on the menu for a time. When they first opened you could get a foie gras as your upgrade to your, to your filet. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so they started then serving it, and I had asked if you would if you just have this as a dish, you know, and they seared it. I never had it quite like this, where it was actually seared with a hard edge on both sides of it, and mm-hmm. it was perfectly melting in the middle, which is great. And they had marrow bone for a while. I don't know if they still have it. I didn't see it on the menu the last
0: time. I, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. What's your favorite event of the year here?
1: Well, all right. Well, this year it's going to be the St. Paddy's Day Parade because I'm the Grand Marshal. Well, there you go then. Right. I'm also the... With course- a name like
0: Gercio. <laughs> right. Exactly
1: right. <laughs> Not even Italian, Sicilian last name. Right. Um, I'm going to be glad to do that. They're all, they're all great events. The Flopping Tournament. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah. You know, I'm the course master again this year for that. Um, the the Raff Race. I don't think there's anything that's more of a spectacle. Then all of us marching down Lake Avenue with our rafts and our costumes, and then climbing into the boats and, and paddling out the. If there's just
0: one thing I could change about that, I'd make July Fourth in February, just because of the temperatures. It's so hot. That, it is. By the so time hot. you get down to the boat launch, yeah. we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've marched, you're in costume, and yeah. it's like, okay, I'm ready for the pool. <laughs> the good
1: thing about it, though, is once you get out you know, the winds at your back coming. you usually get the breeze off the Bahamas. We had a sail, we put a sail on our boat two years in a row, so I was able to pull it down
0: and get that breeze coming in home, but yeah, it's, it's a little warm. At least as long as I've been part of it, which is the last three um, hours is bicycle propelled. Chain driven, mm-hmm. and it, it's, a, it's an engineering marvel that the chain is actually on when we get in the water, and something always happens, but we keep trying. I have never seen
1: that model work. People have tried it for John Zerty, who's a former commissioner here. Um, he and his son John now, John's a big man to begin with, his son's like twice his size. And they had built a crank like a hand, like an old fashioned braced drill, right? mm-hmm. a, a crank with a propeller off the back of it. And they were all dressed like uh, Mad Max like that kind of genre. And they, they didn't get, I don't know, 20 yards out in the water and they just broke in half. So anytime I've seen him
0: do something like that, it just never works. Yeah, uh, Tim Canai is the guy that always engineers ours and puts his heart and soul into it. He starts and, and he's, all, he's probably ready to start right now. It's yeah. usually March or April. I get the first call that yeah. he's bringing the boat back from the yard and we're gonna start working on it. Yeah. And uh, you know every year it's okay, I've replaced this, I've replaced this. Last year at the end of the race, he's like, okay, we're going with paddles. <laughs> it's just like, I can't take it anymore, I want a shot at this thing. <laughs> and it's just,
1: it's, it's just so great being out there. Two years ago, we didn't have a boat in South Palm Park, we didn't have a raft, <clears throat> and I knew College Park was not entering the race. So they had the Contiki, which was that big handmade Viking right, ship.
0: College Park has since reorganized and is coming on strong, but they were in a dormant <laughs> phase at that point. Correct, right? correct. So I had uh, talked to Mary, who hooked me up with John Pickett and we got the Contiki,
1: and uh, boy, I tell you, we get enough people in there paddling and rowing really hard, and we had a rudder on it so we can turn the boat. Um, I think it was Lynn Ellen Huff, we ran her over, because she, she was in the lane. <laughs> it was T.J. Delaney, I think, I think it was Lynn Ellen we ran over, and somebody else, and they saw us coming, and T.J., they were drinking beer in the middle of the home stretch, you know, because they were standing out in the mm-hmm. Intracoastal. And um, I think Dave Wilson said, um, I, I turned her into roadkill. Because I, I was, I had the rudder, but I mean, she was. There was no way to get around it. We were screaming and hollering, but you know, people get hurt if they do silly things. Erica Woodfield, who you know, um, a few years back, dove from one from her raft to another raft to stop it from crossing the finish line. You know, I she, I don't know how she didn't break her head on on the when I mean, she jumped across there, but you can get some shenanigans going. On
0: yeah, it gets a little personal, and it does. but it's you know, I like the neighborhood pride. I mean, it does get a little out of hand, maybe, but. Lake Worth.
1: Yeah. No, and, that's, and that's exactly it. I don't, I don't hope anyone will forgive me for saying this, but the main reason to live here and to stay here are all the crazy bastards that we, that we live <laughs> with, you know I mean? This is
0: exactly why we're that's here. That's an of endearment. And it absolutely is. It's one of those things where you get here, I'm, I'm going to use your words, you see the crazy bastards. and. You know your home exactly you, right. You, you, yeah, your tribe is here. Yeah. yeah, You don't
1: you don't have to put on any airs. You don't have to worry about anything. Everybody's nice and relaxed, especially in the downtown Jewel neighborhood. I mean, now that's a crazy bunch, you know, and that's a that's a good group of folks that know how to have fun, and uh, you know, and and just enjoy themselves. And that mm-hmm. really makes you feel strong and at home. Yeah. You know? And and each neighborhood has its own flavor. They it all do. Complete, yeah. Complete completely different flavor, you know. And I think that's uh, that tells a story too, you know. It really does. That it really is that diverse when you go from one neighborhood to, to another. You come out of Paracove and into Eden Place, and then when you come out of Eden Place and into College Park, it's like you know, Dorothy opens the door.
0: You know, right. it's a different. And you can't fake that. That's over time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. and then it draws the. You know the people who like what they see come yeah. to and it kind of self perpetuates it, it. does it attracts people that are attracted to that and then and that's where they land and you have
1: like minds of at least environment living in the same place mm-hmm. you know as, as best that you can you know one thing that's coming up that's really um, you talked about being a photographer I sh- I've shot this for years it's the street painting festival and I I've started shooting it when I first got here mm-hmm. and but I shoot it from the ground they sit on the on the ground with the artists,
0: that's how I attack it. Long lens. I really what I care about is those people at work yeah. and that kind of. I do a short lens. I go with. I have a, a twenty-eight to eighty-five zoom, mm-hmm. and I work with that as much
1: as I can. It really gives me good depth of field. You know, the long lens kind of restricts that, so I get a little bit more of a view, and I'm able to get down real close and, and see what they're doing. And you know, these
0: these artists get so dirty you know, down there doing it. They're oh, all I know, covered their in- hands and their yeah. whole bodies, but their hands and the box of chalk. I mean, I, yeah. every year I find shots yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to stand up on a ladder and get the shots
0: of the finished work. That's always great to do. But
1: uh, I have years and years and years of, of shots, sometimes three, four hundred shots each, mm-hmm. for each for each weekend. Um, and it's just one of my favorite things to do, and that is a fantastic attraction. I mean, that's just a great thing for, for the city. Thousands upon thousands of people come here for that weekend. Yeah, it took like 100,000 people. You know, Pride Fest is 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. Another great event. I love that parade. Yeah. And... Think about it. FinFest, right? They call it Midnight Sun, but we call it FinFest locally, right? That's yeah. going to be, uh, and they all just one after another after another. Garlic Fest, even though it's not in town, mm. literally in town, but it's in John Prince Park, that's been moved here as of last year so, mm-hmm. or two years ago. So we have a lot going on here. There's always a festival, a
0: parade, some sort of activity. When when season hits and it gets a little bit cooler here, it's nonstop to the point where on weekends, I have to pick which thing I'm not going to go to. Exactly. exactly. You know, which thing am I going to blow off so that I can go to as many of them as possible?
1: I know we're not talking about politics, but you know, it's unfortunate. That, you know, we're in the middle of a campaign and we're going to have to miss things because, you know, you have to go out and campaign on weekends. Sure. And that's probably what you have to do. So it, it takes us away. You know, Michelle and I are now picking and choosing what, are, what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We have all these events going on and everything else that's happening. So it's 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 that way, you know.
0: Well, I think we have reached, that was a pretty... Good conversation, it nice works. and easy, about Lake Worth. Yeah. Um, so let's roll right into the James Lipton questions from inside the Actor's Studio. Um, this this set of questions has a long history of being stolen. Um, James Lipton did it before that in France. Bernard Pivot did it, and it goes all the way back to Marcel Proust. So, in one form or another, these questions have been used and can be compared. And I just think they're fun, and I like to end the interviews with them. All right. So you're not going to do his voice then, because it's been done by others. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Okay. I would need Shannon. I think Shannon. Could Shannon. Pull it I off. bet you Shannon can do Shannon it. Shannon Torrance. Shannon, could probably Shannon do it. does a real good Christopher Walken. Okay. I know. He he pulled that out one night while we were out at the. Um, The back room at Lilo's, I almost fell off my chair, it was so good. And he knows how to laugh like George W. Bush. (laughs) He can do that laugh. All right, so here we are with the Lipton questions. What is your favorite word? Oh, my. That's so tough. Tenacity. Tenacity is a good word. Okay, um, what is your least favorite word? Sloth. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Creatively, I I love music. I just started to
1: play again. Just Mm -hmm. pulled my guitars out from under the bed and just started playing recently. And uh, Mel Healy lent me a a spare guitar that she had so I can have a decent instrument to play on. Um, I love it. Art art just turns me on. I have a house full of art. Mm -hmm. That really gets me going. Emotionally, um, just, I'll tell you what gets me emotional, watching The Star Spangled Banner being sung at the Olympics when someone
0: wins a gold medal. Boy, that'll do it. It sticks just a frog right in my throat. Okay, going in the other direction, what turns you off? Bad form. Okay. Poor behavior. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word? You're from Jersey. You got a really... I I dropped the bomb. Okay. I dropped the bomb. (laughs) What sound or noise do you love? Oh, I love Michelle's voice. Boy, that's a good answer. What sound or noise do you hate? Michelle's voice when she's yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Oh, my. Um,
1: well, I'm attempting to be a politician, but that's not really what I wanted to do. Uh, gosh, so many things that I would, would have loved to have done in, in my life. Um, I've always wanted to be a musician. I did play out you know, professionally for a while, but um, I, like, uh, I like taking care of things. You know, I like just being someone that, that uh, applies logic to a situation, and you know anything that would have to do with that. My favorite thing to do is to observe and opine. Okay. All right. That's I would love to be paid for that. Observing and opining.
0: And it, you know, it's it's an interesting personality of those folks that you know can see around corners a little bit, mm-hmm. that just hypersensitive to what's around them. It looks like they're seeing into the future. You know. Oh, what profession would you not like to do? Well
1: it's not that I'm afraid of, of dirty work, but I, I don't think I'd like to be
0: Ed Norton working in the sewer. My dad actually worked in our town sewer plant as a part-time job. In in the plant? Yeah. 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 I don't know if he would want to be in the You know, I talked to Chip, the...
1: I talked to Chip Guthrie about this, you know, and he <laughs> opened he opened up the manhole cover to the main where he comes out at of Lantana into our lift station in Bryant Park. And he said, it, he opened that cover and he said it almost knocked him off his feet. Now, Chip's been doing this for 40 years, right? Yeah. And
0: just, so, yeah, probably something I wouldn't want to be doing. It's understandable. Sorry, Our, Chip. Alrighty. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? McAllen, tw- McAllen Neat. <laughs> there you go. Okay. With that, this has been the I Am Lake Worth podcast with Richard Gersio. Before we end recording, I'm going to make a quick apology because... Richard's hands were everywhere. He's, he's a hand talker. I'm a gesticulator. I'm gonna, you are gonna hear his hands hitting the tables a couple of times. I won't be able to edit that out, but no. that'll just be part of the interview. All no, right. It was for emphasis. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm a gesticulator. That's <laughs> it. Richard, thank you, great conversation. Carl, I truly
1: appreciate it, thanks man.